Hi and welcome to this episode of Winifred Bell Tiny Talkings. I think this episode of um, the podcast is one of um, perhaps serendipity or coincidence or something. Anyway, yesterday I wrote a little thing about nasturtiums, which we'll get to very shortly. But um, this afternoon when I was at work, I was teaching a poem to my um, Year 10 English class. And it wasn't a poem that I'd ever come across before, but it was in our anthology. It's by an American poet called Amy Lowell, L-O-W-E-L-L. And it's called September 1918 uh, and it's written as a poem about World War One, I, I guess, but very different to the traditional idea of what we think of when we think of war poets where they're writing about being in the war. This is really a poem about the idea of holding on to hope for moments after the war as well as even though a war might be going on, still being able to find moments of beauty and joy um, and peace and reassurance, I guess, in the little tiny things of everyday life. Um, And after the lesson, I thought "Hmm, that's really similar to what I was trying to get to with my weird little piece of writing about the nasturtiums that are growing in my front yard in 2020 in a time of a worldwide um, pandemic. So there's two things today. There's me sharing this poem by Amy Lowell with you and then um, There's my little reflection on what the nasturtiums in my tiny garden um, mean to me and provide to me every day. So I hope you enjoy. September 1918 by Amy Lowell This afternoon was the colour of water falling through sunlight. The trees glittered with the tumbling of leaves. The sidewalks shone like alleys of dropped maple leaves and the houses ran along them laughing out of square, open windows. Under a tree in the park, two little boys lying flat on their faces were carefully gathering red berries to put in a pasteboard box. Someday there will be no war. Then I shall take out this afternoon and turn it in my fingers and remark the sweet taste of it upon my palate, and note the crisp variety of its flights of leaves. Today I can only gather it and put it into my lunchbox, for I have time for nothing but the endeavour to balance myself upon a broken world. And here's something interesting about Amy Lowell that I've just discovered on the old internet. Um, She was um, writing at the same time as uh, Ezra Pound and other people um, and she sort of became part of a movement of imagist writers, I-M-A-G-I-S-T. And what she did was, it says here on poetryfoundation.org, 
is try to set some criteria down for Imagist writers and she said they should strive to do these things, to use the language of common speech, to create new rhythms, to allow absolute freedom in the choice of subject, to present an image, to produce poetry that's hard and clear, never blurred nor indefinite. And um, most of them believe that concentration is of the very essence of poetry. And I think that's that's after reading her poem um, and looking at that today, I think she's done that. Very common speech. The rhythms aren't um, set in any way. So she lets the what she wants to say dictate the rhythm rather than adhering to a, a rhythm and forcing her language into that. Um, very free choice of subject. She has presented a beautiful image of a really sunshiny um, afternoon in a, a domestic kind of suburban setting, we might say today, houses, streets, trees, kids playing, etc. I think the poetry is hard and clear. Um, there's nothing indefinite or blurry about um her message or the mood or the atmosphere and I think it is very concentrated in very few lines she tells us a lot about perhaps how people were feeling at that point in 1918 um, with World War I probably feeling very exhausted after years of war um, but still holding on to hope that one day they'd be able to look back and remember that there were, were some moments that they could still treasure from those really difficult and challenging times. So I thought I'd share that with you. My nasturtiums are going gangbusters. That's gardening lingo for growing really well. I planted them in the Easter holidays from seeds that I bought last year while on holiday in Mullaney. On holiday in Mullaney isn't a phrase I'll be using again anytime soon. In these pandemic times, I'm content to stay close to home, at home even. I can sit in my front room, which I fancily call my study. It's really just a third bedroom with desks and computers instead of a bed and look out at the brilliant orange and yellow nasturtiums in the tiny garden bed that I've plonked in the middle of my front lawn. It's a square raised garden bed that I bought from Bunnings. There's just enough space for six rows of lettuce or perhaps spinach, maybe a crop of sunflowers in summer, some tomatoes on steaks last winter. We call that crop rotation in the agricultural business. This is lo-fi gardening. I don't need to spend hours weeding or mulching. Heck, I don't even need to spend minutes. I pretty much whack the seeds or seedlings in and then pop the sprinkler on once a day or so, unless it's raining. When my first sunflower crop flourished during the heat and humidity of summer, I perched inside with my cup of tea, watching a pair of pale-headed rosellas swoop down and pick out the seeds as the flowers finished blooming. Even when the flowers were done and I pulled the huge stalks out by the roots, leaving them lying on the grass until bin day, the rosellas persisted. Although they always flew away by the time I found my phone to try and capture a photo, I haven't seen the rosellas again. This winter, alongside the nasturtiums, 
are a couple of tomato plants bravely holding on by the roots with a couple of little yellow flowers optimistically appearing in the last few weeks. They're weaklings in comparison to the 2019 tomato crop, but I'm crossing my fingers for a fruit or two in a few weeks. And then there's the silver beet, which some might call a miserable failure. Unless of course it's a miniature variety, which in, case, in which case it's a grand success. I could have fertilised it, I suppose, but that would have required much more time and effort than I'm prepared to give to gardening. What I do have time and effort for at the moment is enjoying the sunny glow of my nasturtiums as I drink my morning Earl Grey and tap away on my laptop, and in the afternoon when I drag my heels home in the long afternoon shadows. For the garden, small and ordinary as it is, holds moments of lightness and joy. Such moments are increasingly hard to find in a world diseased and quietly desperate. My nasturtiums are such moments. And that is the tiny talkings for this week. Um, hope you enjoyed the slightly unexpected detour into um, American poet Amy Lowell. It really caught my imagination today. I don't know if it caught my class's imagination, but we can't have everything. And um, I really wanted to talk a bit more about it and share it with you. Perhaps you've got a favourite poem that um, took your fancy the first time you read it. Let me know. Or perhaps you've got a tiny garden that gives you joy every time you walk past it um, in the morning or the afternoon or whenever you happen to be leaving the house. So that's it for today and I'll talk to you again soon.